Hi, I'm Darcy T. Kelly, and this is Storytime with Darcy. In every episode, I read you a piece of my own short fiction. I'm an eclectic writer, so you may be surprised by the genres and situations. But what these stories have in common is their exploration of big ideas. Now, I have to confess, I'm not reading the story this month. Don't get me wrong, there will definitely be a story. And it's one of my favorites, but the narrating character is male, and clearly I am not. So luckily, the talented Nicholas Ewan is joining us again. You may recall Nick. He joined as a guest voice in May, where he took on the villains in Refuge. Today's episode allows us to enjoy more of his range as he takes on the narrating voice as well as the dialogue. And let me tell you, it's amazing. Nick found his way to acting through a series of fortunate events and has been hooked on it ever since. While he enjoys the stage, he is particularly passionate about voice acting, which is particularly lucky for me. You can hear more of Nick in Bleak Winter Inks, The Wicker Man, and Return to Frightenstein. If you enjoy Nick's reading today, be sure to subscribe or visit Storytime with Darcy again in October. But I'm getting ahead of myself again. Today, Nick reads us Godly Musings over Triple Espresso, the story that inspired the title for Musings, my collection of short stories, published in 2019. More a vignette than a short story, Godly Musings over Triple Espresso is told from a unique perspective and deals with mental health issues and contains adult language. If you have any kids around, this might be one to put your earphones on. So let's let Nick begin. Godly Musings over Triple Espresso by Darcy T. Kelly I try to keep a low profile when I visit the local caffeine post. I hide behind a newspaper with my triple espresso in a shadowed corner, avoiding eye contact with the humans. It's completely understandable to wonder why I come. In truth, I enjoy people watching, listening to snippets of inane conversations and hearing the thoughts that lurk behind. That woman in the red rain jacket, for example. The one who accidentally dropped her change on the muddy floor. Her words apologize to the barista. She even pulls off a convincing blush. But her thoughts are a string of curses. Among the fucks and the shits, she's thrown in a couple of goddammits. But I'm not taking it personally. Even if she is a god-fearing woman... Chances are I'm not the god to whom she is referring. Do you see that young man who just walked in? He mutters to himself, too low for the humans to hear. Do you see him? Even with my omniscience, his thoughts are garbled, chaotic, incomprehensible. It is rare that I do not immediately know every detail of a human's life at first glance. This is a welcome mystery. He takes a seat on a bar stool without ordering. The patrons settled near shift in discomfort. To say their thoughts are unwelcoming would be very kind. A sideways glance, 
crinkled nose, and... Yes, one leaves the café, and... There, one changes seats. So predictable, these humans. All but him. The young man struggles with his thoughts, shovels them in his mind, tries to make sense of them. I could easily reach in and provide him a framework. A grid, perhaps, or a flowchart. But that would cost my anonymity. I wouldn't be able to come here again. I opened my mind fully to his, intrigued, absorbed, trying to see deeper, to find the current buried under tossing waves and churning waters. I want to know the unknowable. It's a complete shock when his thoughts suddenly coalesce into a blinding light, throwing me back in my chair. He screams, an animal cry of panicked agony. Occasionally I wish I could experience human emotion. Love, for example. I'd like to know what a human considers love or surprise. Well, I guess this is close. I am thankful, however, to not experience human pain, for the lightning bolt sizzling through my head has me shuddering to imagine the agony this young man suffers. The café patrons and staff are dumbfounded for a moment, a silence of both fear and thought, before the entire room breaks into action. A frightened baby wails in fear, some teenagers skipping class giggle. A CEO on a call with his corporate lawyer throws a disgusted look and exits the café. The barista rushes to the back office to collect his manager, who will not come, but instead calls 911. A dozen other people react in a dozen other ways. An off-duty paramedic abandons her date, a first date no less, and lets her training take over. Approach was slow, non-threatening movements and gentle, comforting words. She does not know the young man has lost all contact with his senses, cannot see her careful approach, cannot fear her proximity, cannot experience anything beyond the blinding thoughts that have become his entire experience, his entire existence. Sirens wail in the distance. I see everything at once, hear every person's thoughts, anticipate every person's reaction, forecast the innumerable ways this scene can play out. In one, the young suffering man is tackled by police and spends the next twelve years of his life in a mental hospital. In another, he is killed by an overstressed, overcaffeinated patron with a gun hidden in his duffel. In yet another, it is the paramedic who is shot. It takes the mind of a god less than an instant to understand every eventuality of their consequences for years to come. I decide. Tossing the newspaper aside, I shed my humble mantle. I stand before humanity in all my Olympian glory, large, shining, sparking with electricity. They cower before me, all except the young man whose mind is separate. You're safe, my whisper thunders through the room as I remove my quiver of lightning and place it on the ground beside me. Their thoughts are agonizing. I wish I didn't scare humans so. 
I wish I could forever listen, unseen, unfeared. Some people run from the cafe, abandoning coffee, purses, and books. You're safe. I barely let air pass my lips as I assure those who remain. And still the sound rattles cups on tables and shelves. With softened eyes and exaggeratedly gentle movements, I calmly approach the young suffering man who is pulling his hair, scratching his eyes, trying to free the blaze within. I take his hands in mine. They are so slim, long, but narrow. The hands of a pianist. Delicate. Like him. He settles, though he does not come. He looks at our joined hands, the delicate and the powerful, the confused in the all-knowing. May I, I ask, above all, consent. Even in a moment of such chaos and suffering, consent above all. I peer into the inferno of his thoughts for an answer, permission. He struggles. May I help you? I ask again. A distant corner of his mind shimmers, relaxes slightly. A corner that relinquishes a pinch of control. Consenting, happy to relieve itself of even a small burden. I nod, close my eyes, and allow his forehead to rest against mine. I reach into his mind, not just to listen now, but to merge our thoughts as one. I provide the framework, grids and flowcharts. Together we map memories, relive events, acquire knowledge, and achieve understanding. Our thoughts return to the cafe and separate. His eyes meet mine. Thank you. He still carries the storm within, but his eyes reveal focus, clarity. I nod. You know. I limit my words in a vain attempt to limit my impact on the people still present, holding up their phones, capturing photos and videos. Yes, I know I can't stay. He is seen into the mind of a god. He must return to Olympus with me. I nod. At the slightest movement, my lightning and quiver flash across the room into my hand. Café patrons gasp and cell phones spark. There is nothing I can do to erase their minds. But this will ensure I remain a tall tale rather than a viral internet story. I glance around. Sad to leave my favorite cafe for the last time. I tip my head to the baristo, smile to the paramedic, and offer my silent thanks to all the people I've watched over the years. As police arrive, I look to the contented man, place a hand on his shoulder, and, in a flash, I get chills when I hear Nick read this story. Amazing. Thank you for sharing your talent with us, Nick.
I hope you enjoyed this story because that's it for today's episode of Storytime with Darcy. If you would like to become a voice on Storytime with Darcy, please reach out. My eclectic stories need a variety of voices and yours will be a welcome addition. Thank you for listening. To read more of my stories or perhaps inspire my next one, join me on Facebook at Darcy T. Kelly. That's D-A-R-C-I-E-T-K-E-L-L-Y. If you're interested in purchasing a copy of Musings, a collection of short stories, get in touch. You can reach me through my Facebook page or by email, and I'll provide my email address in the episode notes. And of course, subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for future episodes of Storytime with Darcy. Until next month, stay well and keep smiling.